next, the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show. Now that doctors and patients have discovered the many benefits of hemp-derived CBD, Alpine Miracle's Nano Emulsion CBD formula is one of the most bioavailable on the market today. It's 100% THC-free, so you can order it online anywhere in the U.S. Order yours today at alpinemiracle.com. Scientists are just beginning to understand its essential role in maintaining optimal health. Get yours today. Use the code REPORTER and receive 10% off. Don't wait. Get it now at alpinemiracle.com. You're busy running around from work to kids to evening events. Healthcare shouldn't be adding to your daily running around. Simplify your healthcare with Helterra for only $15 per month per individual or $18 per month per family with up to nine kids. By the way, you can eliminate doctor office visits with 24/7 access to doctors via phone, video, or the mobile app. Not only do you get prescriptions filled over the phone, but save up to 85% on those prescriptions. This is a supplemental plan and not insurance. Healthcare made easy. Helterra.com. For the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show with Snowden Bishop. Listen in as Snowden interviews cannabis industry pioneers, marijuana experts, policymakers, medical practitioners, patients, and other amazing individuals with compelling stories to share. It all happens right now. Here's the Cannabis Reporter, Snowden Bishop. Hi, and welcome back to the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show. I'm Snowden Bishop, your host, and happy to be here. Today, I received news that the University of California in San Diego received a $4.7 million grant to research the efficacy of cannabis for treating autism. If you were with us a year ago, you may have caught my interview with autism specialist Christian Bogner, who was on the show with Brandy Williams, a mother of a severely disabled child who was diagnosed with autism at the age of three. They talked about their success with cannabis for treating autism, but also made it clear that there haven't been very many studies actually proving scientifically that cannabis can help. With Autism Awareness Month in full swing right now, I just wanted to revisit the subject. One out of every 68 children are diagnosed with autism each year. And if you add to that number, the children who are diagnosed with ADHD or autism-related illnesses, that number is more like one out of every six. While the causes of autism are not fully understood, a number of abnormalities have been identified by scientists, such as lower levels of available serotonin, a brain chemical associated with mood regulation, and imbalance between excitatory and inhibitory neurotransmitters and irregular organization of brain networks. CBD has a number of effects on the central nervous system which may be relevant to autism, including correcting imbalances and neurotransmitters and enhancing the activity of the endocannabinoid system, which modulates a lot of these neurological impulses, mood, memory, and a variety of other cognitive processes. So why is CBD or cannabis not a commonly recommended medicine for treating autism? It's a question that boggles my mind. Most people that I speak with will tell you it's because there's not any US-based scientific proof. 
And with the news that I got today, that might be changing. And I can really hope that that will happen and then really affect change. But meanwhile, it's mothers who have the courage to come out and speak about cannabis that are at the helm of raising awareness and bringing the attention to the scientific community to facilitate this research. Today, I am really delighted to introduce you to a mom who has been advocating for cannabis at a legislative level and a community level and dealing with it with her own child. But before I introduce her, Dr. Brian Donner has our Medical Marijuana Minute. What do you have for us today? Thank you, Snowden. Autism is a very important topic in our country today, and I'm happy to speak about this briefly. Autism is a complex syndrome with a wide spectrum of severity, from barely noticeable attention deficits and learning disabilities to extreme catatonia and self-injurious behavior. For families, learning a child is autistic is often heartbreaking and answers are often difficult to find. What makes it more devastating is the uncertainty that comes with the pharmacological medications that are used to treat this condition, as they can often cause debilitating side effects and have a narrow therapeutic window. Scientists and researchers have yet to definitively confirm the exact causes, although there are a number of theories being explored. Whatever the cause, the fact remains that, to date, there are no known cures for autism and our current treatments are marginal at best. In the recent years, however, we have seen some compelling testimonials from parents who have chosen to forego traditional pharmaceutical treatment and use medical cannabis as an alternative. For some physicians and healthcare providers, Abandoning conventional medical protocol takes a leap of faith, particularly since we lack the clinical studies proving the efficacy of treating autism with medical marijuana. But with mounting anecdotal evidence, testimony from parents who swear it helps their children, and further clinical research in the pipeline, medical cannabis is absolutely an option that should be explored as a treatment for autism. I'm Dr. Brian Donner for the Cannabis Reporter. I'll be back again next week with another Medical Marijuana Minute. Back to you, Snowden. Thank you so much, Dr. Donner. Look forward to hearing from you again next week. So let's get started. Nico Perez came public with her use of cannabis with her son in 2009. And since then, she's really been an inspiration to families who are looking to explore cannabis as a holistic treatment option for their children who suffer with autism. Nico, I'm really delighted to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. So I initially saw you on a video that is airing now on 420 TV, and you were talking about your experiences. Tell me a little bit about that. It was one episode basically devoted to you. Yeah, actually, I was actually one of a few parents that went public in 2009. And, you know, 11 years later to see... Um, something that, uh, you know, I feel like I've, I've helped open the doors to, to actually um, now getting the research. You know, I sat there on the Good Morning America show, and that's exactly what I asked for now 11 years later. And uh, we, we are definitely on our way. Initially, when, when I placed my son on cannabis, it was to uh, help with his anorexia and malnutrition. Um, he was 42 pounds. He was nine years old. And, um, you know, everyone was watching me watch him uh, pass away. You know, he, he was definitely, um, you know, not a good time being a single mother. 
um, you know, trying to work and to take care of her, her child at the same time. And so um, I've been a legal secretary for over 15 years. And so my son just ended up being my biggest case. So um, for whatever reason, you know, I was already prepared for this fight a long time ago. And um, the further, um, every, every time I said I wanted to, you know, I can't believe I'm, I'm in the legal industry and I'm, I'm talking about cannabis and, you know, coming from not be, being ever a consumer, um, you know, I, I had a lot of uh, other uh, people that were coming to me saying, you know, not only thank you, but, you know, you're doing this for all the right reasons. And so I, I've never lost sight of that. And yeah, I continue to advocate with families. And, and you may hear Joey in the background because I'm home right now. <laughs> I, I continue to advocate um, on, on a state level um, and internationally now um, with helping families and physicians with this uh, unconventional. And now, you know, I could call it traditional uh, treatment option uh, for children on the spectrum. So grateful to be a part of it. Yeah, well, when you consider that so many parents are having success using cannabis um, and when you consider that cannabis was like a number one treatment for most neurological conditions before prohibition, to say that it's traditional at this point, I imagine that it will become that as time goes on. It, it's on its way. I mean, I, I am in my office three days a week and those three days, I feel like I've spoken with the entire world. Um, it starts from 5 a.m. to 5 a.m. And, and it could be from Wisconsin to South Africa to Denmark to California. Um, I actually had a family last week come into my office uh, from Venezuela. So I do know that um, this is starting to become the preferred treatment option. But in most uh, states that, that even have... Um, legalization you know the the these the state child protective service laws have not caught up to this now treatment option so it's it's you know i i do think that we still have some work to do um and you know i will continue to remain um, an international autism advocate for cannabis therapies until my job is done when you started this in 2009 you know hearing you speak about it i mean you really have been doing so much uh, outreach, but how much pushback did you get in 2009? I mean, even though you're in California and they already right. had an established medical marijuana law. You know, it, it's really hard for me to gauge that simply because um, whatever anyone said, I re it really, you know, kind of fell by the wayside. There was no way that um, I had a medical team behind me and I had my legal counsel. So there was, there was nothing to stop me. Um, you know, having uh, it, it's funny, you know, um, when you have a child that is given six months to live, you fight different, you advocate different, you, um, you, you know, there's nothing, you, you don't fear anything because you've already are, are, are enduring the worst and that's possibly losing your child. Um, I was very close um, and in late uh, Joey was doing very well with cannabis therapies, and um, we were starting to see some a physical regression um, that had nothing to do with his behavior, had nothing to do with the cannabis. Um, he was diagnosed with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, 
which is um, a terminal muscular dystrophy. So, you know, in 2011, I had to reinvent, you know, my advocacy all over again, simply to um, address, like, you know, I kind of felt like I had the golden child. Here I am, I have a child with two misunderstood diagnoses and no cures. So, you know, I, I definitely, you know, even when I said I'm done and I quit and I want to get out, there was no way that I could because now I started, you know, now I'm fighting for, for palliative and end of life care as well as autism as well. So it's, it's been quite a journey. Um, but, you know, if you're a family, if you're legal counsel, uh, you know, calling to, to help with family law until the laws, you know, catch up. Um, you know, I'm available. I do um, free consults um, from the dispensary that I that I work from. Uh, I am the educational director for From the Earth Dispensary in Orange County, California. And I am in my office and, you know, it's, it's when the office was first built, they said, why do you have all of these toys and, and <laughs> these, because it, it was hard for a dispensary to, to, to even fathom that, you know, families would be bringing their children into my office. And I said, no, just watch, you know, <laughs> I said, we built this information and resource center um, that has no door into the dispensary for one reason, and that is to support the community that I come from first. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't think that um, I will ever, uh, you know, stop advocating for cannabis therapies um, and making sure that, um, you know, the, the, the parents are protected and they have a safe access into a dispensary, you know, whether it's uh, the, from the earth or a dispensary in their local community. Um, you know, I want to be instrumental and, and I think I am instrumental in making sure that um, these parents uh, get get a great starting point and just really get the the the, the real information um, that they need to help navigate this until uh, child protective service laws um, catch up, which I'm working on. <laughs> which I'm working on. <laughs> oh yeah, and it it'll take some time, obviously, but you know it is going to take some time. But I mean, there's not an hour that doesn't go by that you have social services that is still not on board. You know, you figure, um, you know, if, if we get to the point to where we need cannabis, then we are going through hell at home. You know, if you get to the point to where you need cannabis, we are dealing. So it's the unimaginable to have a knock at your door and it's child protective services and they're deeming you as um, an unfit parent, even when the, even when you live in a state um, where there's legalization. So it's still happening. Um, and um, you, you, where I'm currently working with uh, a lot of physicians, so they can be instrumental in stepping in and saying, no, this is what I've, you know, this is this, this, I'm, um, this child is under my care. You know, I'm following this child while this child is, is on cannabis therapies, you know, and, and that's what's really going to help is, is, is having the physicians on board. Yeah. And last year I interviewed a woman who lived in Utah and she was the mother of a severely disabled child who had a lot of congenital problems when she was born. 
she learned about cannabis through a friend and took her daughter to Colorado where she could get legal access. Her daughter was healing remarkably well with CBD and some whole plant therapy. But when she brought her back, she was still giving her uh, CBD, but she got a knock at the door from child services. And this is in Utah. And she literally had to become a cannabis refugee and she moved to Oregon. But so many families are, are finding that that is the case. Oh yeah. I mean, I, there's all, there's times where I'm sending letters to governors and saying your constituents are leaving your state because you guys are not providing um, any resources for uh, families with children diagnosed with autism. And I know in California, we, we have regional centers who now our children are numbers, you know, the, the, uh, the resources that are here for ABA services and for all of that is, is, uh, you know, federally funded state, federally state and federally funded. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's really, we, it's like a catch 22, you know, we want to do this. And then when it happens, we want to talk about it because it's, it's phenomenal, but we can't as, um, you know, as, as, many places and many interviews and, 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 you know, the Fox channel and Univision and Telemundo and ABC, I, I have a full catalog, but you will never find cannabis on any medical report from my son. Yeah, it's, it's tragic, isn't it? And even here in the state of Arizona, autism is not on the list of approved conditions for a medical cannabis card. But you know, it's, it's well on its way. I know that I'm working um, in a couple of states right now that are adding it to their list of symptoms. You know, uh, I think it's important to have the word autism on, uh, you know, on the list of symptoms, but I also know that autism falls under at least about 30, 35 <laughs> symptoms, yeah. you know. Every year the criteria changes, and I think that's a problem too. Yeah, it changes to affect how much money is being allocated toward our services. So, you know, no child is alike. But, you know, there are some pretty, um, the criteria should have at least, you know, 10 or 15 uh, things that, you know, that fall under autism, under that umbrella. Um, and then they need to fix this umbrella because this umbrella is huge. <laughs> this umbrella is, you it, know, it really there's is. so many levels to um, autism. Um, and I know, it, and then, and I, you know, I feel the same pain, you know, with, with, the, with the folks who are, you know, changing the criteria and they can't figure it out. Um, but we can't figure it out either. But what we can, you know, what, what we do know is, is, is that what is working for us um, should be a priority in making sure that, you know, we're protected. I agree with you on that one. And yeah, it's all of the qualifying conditions that are listed, any given autism child would fall under, like, for right. instance, you know, toxicity like or yeah. pain or, you know, <laughs> anxiety. You open up the medical, the medical dictionary and on every page, there's an autism symptom. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's an autism symptom. That That is not... You know, so I, I get it, um, um, but I think right now there's a lot of politics that are involved. It has to do with you know the the, the money being allocated to the right places and and the right agencies. But I do think you know with 
the the statistic right now that that's it seems like it it rises at you know fifty to one hundred percent every week um, with with new new diagnosis. Um, you know, it's it's very difficult to um, be approved for for most of these programs or and stay approved. So when it comes to you know helping with behavior and helping with just simple, um, you know, so just simple simple task, you know, or speech or therapy or anything. But I can tell you, cannabis is is proving to um, knock all of those categories on their ass. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. really, um, cannabis has helped in so many ways, you know, with, with social, with, with eye contact, with um, helping to be more productive in the educational environment. Um, you know, my son went from having an emergency IUP meeting to getting a letter from the White House from Obama. You know, if people walk into my office and I, and it gives them hope, I said, Hey, you guys haven't seen nothing yet. You know, you, you know, your child is, is, um, couldn't have been any worse than Joey and Joey's on the lower end or the, the severe, uh, and nonverbal. And I said, if your child can talk, your child can also get a letter from the white house. Right. It's amazing, isn't it? Well, I want to know how did you figure out that cannabis would help your son? Well, again, uh, I've been a legal secretary for over 15 years. My son just ended up being my biggest case. So initially, and I knew before autism, um, it was called brain trauma. And that's where I started my research. And that's where I found um, most of the, the, the scientific evidence to support um, you know, uh, damage receptors in the brain, similar to when motorcycle riders get into accidents. Um, also, um, which is really funny, um, I remember coming home, um, having Joey in the car one day, and uh, I, you know, I really, I just initially wanted him to eat. And I thought of Cheech and Chong. And um, I remember busting through the, the front door and, and I said to my ex-husband, you know, he, he was a stoner. So I knew that he was going to relate. I said, well, look, this is what we have to do for Joey. <laughs> you know, we have to get, um, you know, and I knew nothing about cannabis. Um, but I was very fortunate to work with some of the greats, you know, DNA genetics with, with Aaron, Justice and, and Tyler, um, with, with, um, uh, Echo Farms, with, um, Lester, uh, Lester Greenspoon and, and, um, God, you name it. You know, I think that I, at that time, I was very, very fortunate to, to work with, um, with so many awesome people who walked me through the, whether it was the, the cultivation, the strains, um, I mean, literally, I knew how to, um, you know, put a divorce case together, <laughs> you know, so I was nowhere near knowing how anything in a garden worked, you know, let alone um, going through strains and, and, and terpenes and now, you know, it, it's a little bit different. I'm, you know, I, I'm 
able to help, but I, I was just so fortunate to be able to work with some amazing people. Um, and that's so, so such early on in the industry. Yeah. And so what happened when you first gave him cannabis? What was, what was the immediate reaction or, or you know, um, near immediate reaction? Well, I know within the, the first three months, I, I noticed um, uh, the, his change in his appearance and his face. Um, you could tell he had a lot of uh, vitamin deficiencies. And um, once we implemented the whole plant, um, Joey's, his face changed, his, his appearance changed, um, his demeanor changed. Um, he went from no longer, you know, trying to dart out the house and, <laughs> and, and to um, being open to direction. Um, as well as uh, his eye contact improving, um, inter social interaction with his brother and sister, and um, the, the weight gain. And one of the things that I learned very early on is how to introduce new foods uh, for Joey. Jo I mean, with our children, we, um, they go through these stages. It's a three-month stage, it, and then they will eat the same food for three months and then one day change. <laughs> And it's very common with, with children diagnosed with autism. So, you know, what I did was when I gave Joey the cannabis, instead of giving him whatever he wanted, I started introducing fruits, vegetables, because there was an opportune time um, and, and that timing was just priceless. So I wanted to use it to introduce food. So when he was not on the cannabis, that he would request broccoli and request green beans and um, to this day, I still teach parents how to do that. That's very interesting with the timing of it. And, you know, if you're trying to get someone to eat, nothing like introducing a new food when they're actually hungry. Right. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize I don't give Joey cannabis every day. Joey has a, a um, particular strain that he, his strain is, is um, a very high THC and a low CBD. Um, and, he only gets a strain every 15 days. That's twice a month. Wow. And so the effects seem to last for days at a time then? Right. Because, and this is also something that I teach um, physicians as well as families as well on, um, you know, so you use CBD as a nutritional supplement. And when you introduce the THC, um, you know, the children don't need the THC every single day or they don't need, So I teach them how to find a starting point, the most appropriate starting point. Every child is different, but this is, but when you find um, that starting point, you know, some children may need um, the THC every day. Some children may need it every two days, every three days, but how to establish that starting point is what I help families with because you you can walk into a dispensary and say my son has all of these conditions and then you have instructions that that clearly don't make sense because they're not made for a child um, and even if they are a, a product it still doesn't apply to your child the product is the same you, every child is different under this umbrella so what I do is I teach parents and physicians how to find the, that starting point. The same uh, technique that I used with Joey in 2009. And how is Joey doing today? 
Joey's doing, he's doing well. Um, he, uh, he's, he's, he's diagnosed terminal, um, but he is the happiest <laughs> palliative care patient ever. Um, you know, we have good days and we have bad days, but um, his, his cannabis routine has not changed. And, and, and the chapter and the phase that he's in right now, most uh, children pass away in their late teens and he just turned 19. So um, it is, I'm happy and I'm sad, um, but I do know now that I'm in both um, palliative care and continue to, to speak on behalf of autism, um, he's opened up more doors for me. And he's opened up, um, and so, you know, every family I help gives me a few more days with Joey. So it's one of the reasons why I have not stopped doing what I'm doing. Well, you're remarkably strong. And uh, it's, it must be a very traumatic thing to have to go through. But you are doing so much good for others that it really puts a lot of meaning on Joey's life. And cannabis obviously has been a blessing because, well, let me ask you this. Do you think that the cannabis has actually helped with the, the symptoms of muscular dystrophy then? Oh, 100%. Um, you know, uh, cannabis is a natural muscular protectant. And Duchenne muscular dystrophy is a deterioration of muscles. He has not, his condition has not changed in the last two and a half, three and a half years. Wow. So he is changing um, not only, um, you know, the, the new patient and, uh, you know, with cannabis therapies and palliative care, but he's also, um, you know, I'm getting a few calls from, from the muscular dystrophy uh, <laughs> community. Um, especially with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Um, and I had no idea that I was knocking out two birds with one stone in 2009. So I do believe that cannabis um, has played a, a very key role in my son's life extension. Yeah, in fact, you rarely hear any news about cannabis and muscular dystrophy. I mean, I hear a lot about autism and a lot about you know some of the other uh, cerebral palsy uh, a lot of conditions well, like that, but not well, so much with the muscular dystrophy. I just haven't well, heard a little. I can tell you why. Well, the autism, um, autism is, is, most of the organizations are privately funded. <laughs> muscular dystrophy, not so much. You have the MDA and you have all of these large, um, you know, organizations that are federally funded. And so I, I, I would hope that they come around at some point. Um, but I think a lot of the pushback has to do with how it is still um, federally, uh, you know, not, not able to, um, you know, it's, it's tied up in, in, in federal. Federal fear. prohibition. So I think, you know, once that is, is released, um, you know, that title is released, then, you know, we're going to see a lot more organizations that are willing to, um, you know, step up to the plate and say, no, we think this is effective for MDA patients or, you know, because it, right now, um, you know, I can walk into uh, Joey's doctor's office and I, I don't, I'm sure he knows why Joey's still here and I know Joey's still here, but it's still not proper just to, to state it. Yeah, well, doctors 
often err on the side of caution and well, without seeing cold hard scientific study that's acceptable by the agency that gives them their their Check. license to practice medicine. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and to be perfectly honest, it's one of the reasons why I do spend a lot of time with physicians now. Um, I'm doing in-service presentations for cancer centers, um, for you know, I think I'm I possibly I well, I just will be speaking at um, the autism conference in Texas in September, um, and and you know, I am just as conservative as most physicians. Um, and I respect not wanting to rock the boat, but then, you know, there's, a, there's always those rebel physicians that are saying, we're going to, you know, I love them, but if the majority of physicians do not want to lose their jobs. So for me, um, I think it's really important to continue to be that bridge and be their first point of access into walking into a dispensary and really um, connecting them with the companies, connecting them with patients, and, um, and that's you know what we need to um, help um, so they can get on our side. Because right now, you know, it is pretty scary. There's so much information out there, and I've heard have had physicians tell me there's too much information. And so for me, you know, I've I've taken that and said, okay, noted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Noted. Okay, so let me go back to the board and and I do have physicians that come over, medical teams that come over and I introduce them to companies. So they can um, you know, so they can ask the questions and go you know, empower them to empower us as patients. Yeah. Well, you must have found it encouraging to hear albeit briefly Attorney General Sessions say, well, there may be some medical use to marijuana. <laughs> it, you know what? <laughs> um, with all, right now there's an overwhelming, I know and in, in the dispensary that I work for, our demographics are 35 and over. Those are, those are voters. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think um, you know, th they're starting to catch on that you could be voted out. I think so too. I mean, yeah. we saw also the Senate Majority Leader come out and advocate for hemp yeah. last <laughs> week. I, I found astonishing because, yeah. you know, traditionally you would think that uh, legalizing cannabis would be a conservative issue. But traditionally, over the last 30 years, it's been more pushed by the liberal side you know, left-leaning. Well, you know, I think conservatives have have forgotten about pro-life. Cannabis is pro-life. You know, I, I did whatever I could to keep my son alive. That's pro-life. So the, the, the conversation needs to change so they can get on board. Yeah, and I think, I think that it is changing because the stigma, as more and more people come out and speak about it in a respectable way and it, and you know, your average person realizes that it's not just something that gets hippies high. I think that with that stigma going away, you know, there, it, there's no place to go now but ahead with removing cannabis from Schedule 1, from, you know, eliminating 
all penalties, hopefully exonerating people who have in the past been convicted, sometimes for long sentences for having joints in their pocket. Right. I mean, there is change. It's, it's here. I believe it's here. And those who are still advocating against it, really they're not only outnumbered but if they're in in public service and are elected officials they really are going to be out of jobs come you know 2020 yeah 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 the, the, the scope of things you know and, and and i mean again it's one of the reasons why um i have medical teams come into the, our information and resource center in orange county it's one of the reasons why um, you know, we have some very prominent universities contacting me to um, have that conversation, to have that compassionate conversation with medical directors. So, um, and as uh, jo Joey must be, and I'm not sure if you can hear him, but your interview is over, mom, you're done. <laughs> so, uh, oh. um, so yeah, I, you know, with him, I have limited time, limited time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talking like a true, you know, autism mom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, you know, it, I, I don't stop, and I don't think I will ever stop, and until I know that you know families are protected, um, and the physicians who are willing to put everything on the line are protected as well. Yeah, well, congratulations on all your success with this advocacy work and, and, you know, education is so important. And I think that hearing people like yourself speak out on this issue is really going to help a lot of people, and especially parents who haven't yet learned about cannabis or parents living in prohibition states are at a disadvantage, obviously, but it's important that they learn about it so that they can start to apply the pressure to their elected officials and enact change at their community level. Yeah, so I know in my heart that your work is very much appreciated by by all of them and all of us. So thanks. Well, thank Joey. Because <laughs> he's, you know, he's, he's actually given me um, a reason, and given me a purpose. And, and I probably didn't realize how strong I was until um, I, I had to go public. I remember speaking to Dr. Lester Greenspoon from Harvard and I told him, um, I, I, I said, I will do this right. So this uh, treatment option will be available to every family. And to this day, I still keep my word. Yeah. You know, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't see myself, I, I'm doing so many things right now. I have, I mean, <laughs> I do not see myself slowing down one bit. It's important work. It's important work for sure. Yeah. So, so what's next for you? Well, oh man, I'm currently in talks with, with helping some, some hospitals in, in Puerto Rico um, and, and that are doing cannabis therapies. I'm, I'm currently, um, doing a lot of uh, consults in my office and, and training medical teams, um, answering their questions and just being the mom I was in 2009, just with a bigger army. Yeah. Well, how can people find you? 
when they would like to get some information from you? They can find me. Um, I am the educational director for From the Earth uh, Dispensary in Orange County, California, or Santa Ana. Um, they can reach me by email at fteoc.com. Um, or you can go to Miko's blog. It's uh, M-I-E-K-O-S-B-L-O-G.com. Um, you can Google my name. Um, I'm very accessible. I, I, I mean, I'm, I return every call and, and answer, um, you know, answer every email. Um, so I, I definitely, all the social, uh, my social networks, uh, it's Miko Perez uh, for Facebook and uh, Instagram. And um, I, I've been doing a lot of media in the last couple of weeks as well. Good. Please, please share your news with us. Put that up on the website as well. Okay. I'm, I'm scheduled to speak everywhere. <laughs> and I'm um, speaking um, uh, Jenny McCarthy and Donnie Wahlberg. They're actually doing Autism Summit together in, in, in Texas. Wow. Okay. So um, I will be um, leading one of their cannabis and autism panels. Excellent. Yeah. With the four, everything goes together. The 420, this link, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that sounds brilliant. And I'll look that up too and put a link to that on okay. the website here. And, the and every call is, is, is a private console. Um, you know, I, I do... Uh, ask the parent sign a confidentiality agreement. So it takes the trend out of the conversation because when you get on the phone, I'm like, let's go. We, you know, <laughs> oh, let's yeah. do this. You know, let's get to work. Um, well, and I'm sure that that puts some parents at ease too if they're afraid oh, yeah, of talking yeah. about this in states do. that don't allow it. Yeah, they, they do. And, and, and I have spent so many hours in family law court listening to opposing counsel saying, um, well, we have a copy of what they posted on Facebook. And so even on my blog, I talk about there's no secret, private, anything on social media. And if you're going through a horrible divorce, <laughs> please don't go on <laughs> social media talking about cannabis. Right. Um, or, or if child protective services. Yeah, it's not worth it. And so what happens is, is when they contact me, they realize that. And I have had a lot of parents just say, thank you for closing this loop. Right. So it's, it's really important until further federal laws are passed that at least special needs children, um, families, um, you know, really remain to be uh, discreet. Right. So what is the final takeaway that you would like people to know, either parents with children who are disabled who could benefit from cannabis or the skeptical among us that still are not convinced? Um, you know, life extension. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, cannabis has, has given my family life. And the only way that I can repay um, back the, the, the joy and happiness and, and even the crazy days where I'm like, you know, are you kidding me? Um, I remember how far I've come, you know, so I, as, as a parent speaking to other parents, um, you don't have the option to give up. So if 
um, your first try with cannabis is, is not a success, I guarantee you when you call me, your second try will be. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. That's very good to know. So thank you. Thank you for sharing all of this. And I will put all of that up on our website as well when we archive the episode so people can find you, you know, once again. And um, I have a lot of gratitude for hearing stories like this. So if you'd like to learn more about uh, Miko Perez, her journey with her son, Joey, and the work that she's doing and i will put information on the website about all of that so that you can feel free to reach out to her and also be sure to check out 420 tv her episode is on medical miracles the the title of the show and the stories are compelling and you can find miko's story there sounds good okay well i so appreciate you coming on today so thank you so much again yeah thank you my pleasure my pleasure for sure so oh it is time to bring yet another show to the close once again i'd like to personally thank my guest nico perez for her insights and knowledge that she's shared with us today if you'd like to learn more about the work that she's doing please do visit us online at thecannabisreporter.com and click podcast to find today's episode i will post her bio along with information about her organizations and a link to her websites all of the information that you need to reach her we have a lot of others to thank first i would like to express our gratitude for our radio sponsors alpine miracle health terra and compassionate certification centers we certainly couldn't be doing this without you i'd also like to thank eric Vidal for our beautiful theme song evergreen our engineers at DigiLabs for making us shine and our program directors at XRQK Radio Network and Society Bites Radio for distributing our show. And last but not least, thank you to all of you for listening around the nation. I'm your host, Snowden Bishop, inviting you to join me again next week, same time, same place, for a compelling interview with filmmaker Wendy Borman and the one and only Melissa Etheridge, right here on the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show. Until we meet again, be safe, stay informed, share what you've learned, and make it a great day. Now that doctors and patients have discovered the many benefits of hemp-derived CBD, Alpine Miracle's Nano Emulsion CBD formula is one of the most bioavailable on the market today. It's 100% THC-free, so you can order it online anywhere in the U.S. Order yours today at alpinemiracle.com. Scientists are just beginning to understand its essential role in maintaining optimal health. Get yours today. Use the code REPORTER and receive 10% off. Don't wait. Get it now at alpinemiracle.com. You're busy running around from work to kids to evening events. Healthcare shouldn't be adding to your daily running around. Simplify your healthcare with Helterra for only $15 per month per individual or $18 per month per family with up to nine kids. By the way, you can eliminate doctor office visits with 24 seven access to doctors via phone, video, or the mobile app. Not only do you get prescriptions filled over the phone, but save up to 85% on those prescriptions. This is a supplemental plan and not insurance. Healthcare made easy. Helterra.com.